Yeah. There you go. All right. So let's start off by talking about the Jacob Wall video and uh, like well the whole series I guess. Um, that that dude is absolutely nuts. <laughs> like I don't even know what else to say about this guy. Like listening to the story in your documentary in the part one so far is like this guy is is just absolutely um, like he he just keeps going at it with these like crazy ideas. Like what's up with him? Um, I think that. Okay, so like just to give it a, a primer for people who don't know Jacob Wall, mm-hmm. um, or who I am also. I'm Oki. Oki's weird stories. I'm on the Gush podcast with Lincoln. You're a Gush regular. You're <laughs> a Gush regular. I, okay, well, Oki's I, more professional than us. I feel like you'll I, have to excuse us. I got to do like the intro for you Stick guys for yourself. here. <laughs> um, yeah, we've okay. we don't do so good with. Do you that. Want, I could do the intro? Do you guys want me to do an intro? I could do one easily. You go ahead. Let's hear you do. Okay. Let's do do the intro but like let's include this entire thing that we're doing yeah well, of course we gotta oh okay yes so this is a, a intro. staged intro welcome to the gush podcast everybody i'm glink we're here with slush and today we have oki from oki's weird stories he does investigative sort of in-depth analysis on YouTube is very popular, and his latest video was on Jacob Wall, a real-life cartoon villain brought to life through the power of the internet and meme culture. That was good. That was like your NPR voice, I'm guessing. That's what you're going <laughs> uh, s- Something like that. Either that or 2070 Paradigm Shift, one of the two. <laughs> there you go. I think it was more NPR than Paradigm Shift. <coughs> Okay. You guys are good at intros. I didn't do that. <coughs> okay, here's all right. So let's let's just let me just tell people about Jacob Wall. Jacob Wall is this kid. Um not extremely wealthy. A lot of people think he's wealthy, but he's not. He's this kid from California who he started to get a lot of um buzz because he was this hedge fund wonder kid, according to um, you know, all of these puff pieces written about him. And he kinda did this thing where um you know, he inserted himself into the media, and he he gave himself this moniker of like the seventeen year old hedge fund wonderkin. Um, but you know, it's all it was all made up by him, and pretty much he scammed a bunch of people, and then he got into politics. Uh, by the time he was like twenty, and he started to just create these smear these smears against uh, these mainstream American politicians, and. In the, in the year 2019, it was back-to-back. Like, every single week, it felt like he just came up with this new smear and with his partner, this guy Jack Berkman. Um, and I think the question that Slush asked, like, why does he do it? I think he just does it for attention, a lot of it. I don't think that he has any... He, he should know by now that, like, no one believes him. It, it's far beyond, like, a boy who calls uh, cried wolf situation by this point, but... Boy who cried wool. A go- boy who cried wool. Yeah. Holy shit! That's part two's title. Uh, I yeah, I thought about that one for sure. I did think about that one. <laughs> that was that was uh, something I seriously considered. Actually, I don't even know. Okay, p- part three is. Hey, are you cold? You might need some wool to oh. stay warm. <laughs> that sounds like a title that no one could resist clicking. Yeah. <laughs> Because it asks the viewer, are you cold? And I we am have the, cold for some reason. And then the thumbnail is just like a quilt blanket with uh, Jacob Wool's face stretched yeah. across it. Yeah. That would be interesting. I wanna, I wanna when I was watching does. when I was watching your video and I saw all those little news segments where he was like on Fox News or, you know, whatever other stations I was. And they're like, oh, you know, this kid is um, 
you know, he, he's this little hedge fund manager. And it's like a, it's like a cute little segment is how I envisioned it, even though he was kind of trying to take it seriously. But I thought, you know how they, you know how the news does those little, they, I feel like they always do stuff like that where it's like this kid saved his high school from a bankruptcy or whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. And it's like, meet the, meet the kid behind this little fun, little community story. Like feel I feel good story. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Jacob wall was, <laughs> is like what happens when the person in that story, like takes it too seriously and like what just keeps going with that same exact, uh, kind of whatever, like narrative for sure. But at the, at the same time, you know, like I really do think that he 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 was the one manipulating the news in this situation so he is kind of crafty he's like a stupid person but he's dumb he's dumb smart like someone could be skinny fat he's like dumb and smart at the same time yeah that's a true thing yeah (laughs) so he's like he's the skinny fat of intellectuals exactly yeah uh so he he purposely (laughs) inserted himself in the news and and came up with that title the wall of wall street and he knew that this like would be you know these Something like KTLA, that that cable news channel that he's uh, that he went on, they're not going to really vet the information that much. Yeah, they they go, they talk to his gym teacher who was one of his investors, but otherwise they're just looking for things yeah, that was funny. To, to like fill up the fill up airtime. You know, they they yeah. want these segments, and a lot of the times, yeah, they're not they're not very well vetted at all. Who else do you think is a example of a skinny fat intellectual? Ooh. This is about to get controversial. Joe, I think Trump Joe, is Joe Rogan. One. I was gonna say Joe Rogan. I don't even put him on the intellectual boat at all, to be honest. <laughs> well, when I say intellectual, I don't mean like an actual intellectual. I just mean like intellectually, somebody who is what Oki is saying, someone who is like Jacob Ball, where they're they're clearly dumb in certain areas, but in other areas they're kind of like even genius or very manipulative, very good with it, very crafty. Yeah, I think Trump yeah, you're right about Trump, yeah, for sure. Like he's really yeah, I mean, he is, is one of the yeah. greatest media uh, uh, minds of, uh, I, pro- I could probably say, of, of our lifetime, or his lifetime, you know? Um, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Who else is like that? Well, who did you say, Sam? I didn't I didn't say anything. I just said this is, I, I had a feeling it was going to get controversial. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, but who else other than Trump? Like someone like Don King. Like maybe um like Kim Kardashian or something. What do you think she's dumb in though? Everything. Uh, like everything except for like marketing. Hmm. Is she though? But is she provably done dumb things? Like she doesn't every, have a, every, when she like, talks. I feel like she just it's impossible sounds really to dumb. know if like what what you're seeing is like an image that she's putting forward because it sells or. Right. You know I mean, I don't know her personally, so I can't really say. I just know that she comes off as stupid like a stupid ditzy girl type of thing you know you could even put pos- some people might put kanye in that category yeah yeah i can agree with bit. that definitely like he's great at, like he's musically he's, he's clearly very, very he's talented yeah clearly, yeah but then i think he's he's talent i think i like his what he says that's you know like his philosophies or whatever his ideas i like actually so i don't know if i agree with that but I don't I think he. I don't think he has too. very many ideas, though. You know, I think he just he has fragments. Of, yeah, fragments of things that he's heard somewhere. Then he he, he rants and it, he just sounds unhinged. He sounds like a mental patient when he talks. I think. Um, 
you know. You ain't got the answers, Oki. Yeah, exactly. Like, but it's just uh, even before that, when, before he says that, when he's talking about how he's Warhol and he's all this and that, and or right, you watch that I'm one Warhol. <laughs> yeah, you watch <laughs> you watch that one clip of him uh, with Donald Trump like ranting and raving. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, for twenty minutes, and it's like clear this guy he needs oh. fucking he needs his lithium. Like, cause he just he sounds like. This is a lot of mental patients. They talk like that. They have these uh, loose associations of ideas, and then they go on these long rants that nothing's there's no, nothing connecting any of the ideas whatsoever. It's just it's all transient. Sometimes I talk like that. Sometimes my videos are like that. <laughs> That's not good. I think you should give yourself more credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there's a little bit of truth there. Um, so, so you're working on the Jacob wall series. That's going to be fucking hype. The first one's already doing numbers. People love it. They can't wait for part two. Uh, you, I don't know if this is some insider information. Maybe it is. It's very exclusive. I heard that you got a, an interview secured with Jacob wall. No, 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 no. Um, (laughs) no. So I, I interviewed this, this journalist, uh, I, I think it was like, it was like a couple days after the video came out. Part one came out. Yeah, and he called uh, Jacob Wall while we were doing the interview. So I do ha- like I have a little clip where basically the guy's like, "Hey, uh, I'm here with Oki's Weird Stories." Hey, Jacob, um, and then Jacob, as soon as he heard Oki's Weird Stories, he hung up. Um, so that's gonna be cool for the documentary. <laughs> Otherwise, there's like <laughs> I could pay three hundred and fifteen dollars just for his cameo so he could say something at the beginning of my video but i i'm pretty sure i'm not gonna do that what does he have like a um voiceover pete service where people can pay him to appear in their videos yeah you're familiar with cameo right is that i'm guessing that's just like fiverr basically it's like fiverr no, it's like oh yeah can you pay celebrities to oh yeah i did something. hear about this yeah 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 like the master chief guy voice guy is like ha- has a service there right? exactly yeah okay so yeah, Jacob Wall. As soon as my video came up, he reinstated his um, his cameo because before it was closed, and now he he opened it again. I guess he was damn dead. opportunist. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is a kid though. You, you gotta understand. He's he lives with his parents still. Like he's not. That's nothing wrong with that. But this is a guy who's been in like inter- international news like a dozen times. He, like they talked about him on SNL. He was. Talked about like everywhere, you know. Uh, did, Pete, did Pete Davidson play him on SNL? I uh, I forget. I that would be a good good fit though. It would work. I think that they talked about about him on like the news news uh, weekend update. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Something like that. Um, I don't even think they referred to his name, but he was so ecstatic when that happened. That's like that's why I knew like this guy's never gonna take down my video because he loves the attention. So right. You know, you look at his personal YouTube channel, um, and it's just he he cut together every single media announcer saying Jacob Wall uh, mm, in 2018, oh and he made this like compil a compilation of, yeah, it was like 30 seconds of just people saying Jacob Wall. Um, That's very telling. He's like he's <laughs> such a narcissist. It's and it's so obvious that he is one. And um, you know, this is a guy who's like my life aspirations are are to be rich and famous and kind of guy who says um oh anytime i go trending i i i feel a rush i I get high and i'm addicted to going trending you know 
Do you think he's just lonely at the end of the day? Oh, yeah. I mean, aren't we all? But, you know, yeah. <laughs> with for him, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, of course. Um, I think that there's some sort of reason, some trauma there. I, I'm not a, yeah. obviously <laughs> not a psychologist, so who knows? He's definitely got some kind of, like, psychopathic tendencies. Oh, yeah, for sure. With his, like, his lack of remorse for doing bad shit to people and his, like, desire to, like, get fame at all costs. It's pretty... <laughs> Okie's like, Okie's like, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist, but there might be something there. Sam chimes in. There's definitely some psychopathic tendencies. <laughs> no, I. Sam, <laughs> no, but you're. I think you're right. I mean, I think that's a pretty fair thing to say, even if it's not whatever. Even if it's not an official. Even diagnosis. if I have absolutely no idea what the fuck I'm talking about when it comes to psychopaths, I still maintain it. He's still a psychopath, because fuck you. <laughs> And if you didn't believe me earlier, we'll still fuck you. Cause you... Anyways. So, what? like, all your videos are obviously on these either super crazy people or these, in the case of, like, the gay frogs thing, like, just kind of a crazy story. These crazy frogs. What is what is it about this that, that draws you to these topics? Um. So, yeah, I was writing a lot of fiction before I started YouTube. Um... Uh, actually, I got into YouTube because I, I was pr- procrastinating um, when I was supposed to be writing a, a screenplay for a screenplay contest that was coming up. So then I started just making random little videos. It wasn't like the first time I, I made videos. I've been making like videos throughout you know a long time. But anyway, when I was writing screenplays, one of the biggest inspirations for me was the Coen brothers. And, and, and in all of Coen brother movies, there's this like sense of that uh, – um, Life is stranger than fiction. So something like Fargo, is, it's loosely based off of off of a real life story, um, and there's there's real life elements in it, things that feel true to life. Like you know, it's a pregnant cop who's solving a mystery, but at the same time, you know, Steve Buscemi gets put through a wood chipper. So it was that kind of <laughs> surreal element to the Coen Brothers movies that I I really I wanted to emulate with my writing. So. You know, I was I was making videos, and I was supposed to be writing the screen con- screenplay contest, and then, you know, I started just making videos. I think that was like in two thousand, late two thousand seventeen, and the screenplay contest went by, and you know, the initial rush of making these little short, joke kind of comedy sketch videos, it, 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 that also passed by, and none of them were getting any traction. Then I saw, you know, I I was watching people like Glink. I was watching um, Down the Rabbit Hole. And, uh, uh, you know, what's it called? Um, the internet historian and they, you know, like Glink's earlier videos, uh, like the, the Venezuelan one. It's, it's just like, there's this funny element to that, that I just, or like the CJ ride video. Is that his name? CJ ride. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a funny element to it. So I kind of wanted to do something similar to that. And yeah, then I started just making, making videos like this, like just finding the craziest, topics i could find and then just exploring them um and now it's gotten to the point where i'm like making two years two videos a year uh because it's like now i just keep going deeper and deeper with each topic how do you feel about the because there is that obviously there's such a range with youtubers but what do you how do you feel about that very long upload schedule where it takes a long time to make a video and then putting out something that's a long video. Do you like that format or how do you, how do you feel about that kind of stuff? 
you know, I've tried to make like shorter videos. I just can't. I, I, you know, I find it really difficult or I look back on them, especially if it's like the kind of things that I, I do. I want to get everything right and I, and I don't want to miss anything. So I, I feel like, you know, cause I'm, I'm a perfectionist, so I can't help, but make these long videos. It's just naturally how things occurred. Um, but you know, it's always, it's, it's really enticing to think about putting out short videos and, or like doing something like Mudahar does or, um, uh, Charlie Penguin Z guy does. The daily uploads. Daily uploads. And, you know, you get like a million views, but you got to realize that those guys were grinding for so long to get to like, you know how long it takes to build up, uh, a following doing that? Like a fucking long ass time. You watch, look at someone like Tipster. Who just recently got a hundred thousand subs? Like that guy's been doing it for so long, every single fucking day, and streaming on top of that. And now mm. he's like, you know, he's he's now getting more of an audience. But you you gotta you gotta build up um a base of people who watch everything you do, uh, for your personality rather than just because like the content's good. So mm. it's a lot easier to do what I do, like. Um, and um, and get a lot of um, subscribers, but you know they're not necessarily. Excuse me, sorry. they're not loyal. Yeah, I mean it happens over time, but they're not necessarily there for just your personality. So none of my stuff's personality driven. Uh, but you know they they like the content enough that, um, it, it, I mean the content is to a certain quality that it's it's easier to put out and it's a long video people like long videos the algorithm likes long videos you look at someone like internet aj recently who just like he puts out all of these rise and fall, fall videos about youtubers and he just like he's he's really uh, skyrocketing in his views because for some reason mm -hmm. that kind of stuff it just does well on the algorithm doesn't necessarily well, you know the thing about his videos is that they're about famous people I have some experience with that, right? Because I did those history of videos. I feel like when you're doing like a long video about someone who already has a fan base, it's easy to get that initial pull. And he he uploads extremely consistently and frequently. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Um, definitely. Yeah, there is like a sort of. There's definitely a formula to uh, getting a lot of views by making videos on famous YouTubers, or really not even just famous, just people who have. Uh, what what was it I was watching? There's something I was watching that was saying audiences really like a uh, struggle. They really like the story. They, they really like a rise and fall because it shows some sort of struggle, some short, sort of, um, well, you know, a, it's like the, the human element that, in that. Yeah, that's like a, that's a very, yeah, it's a, it's a very common, well, um, um, well-told tale of the rise and fall. It's a, it's a common narrative arc. Right, and that's like just goes back to like the whole um, what's that what's that book by uh, Joseph Conrad or whatever the hero's journey. I I don't remember if his name is Joseph Conrad. But Joseph Campbell. Joseph, Joseph yeah, Campbell. Joseph Campbell. So like there's there's certain structures that you'll see in a lot of in a lot of fiction, and yeah, the um, rise and fall story is um is a classic structure uh, that um, people enjoy. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah, but see, I think like I always notice these kinds of channels like Internet AJ, 
Because I, I would say I kind of put, like, Internet AJ in a very similar camp to someone like Jay Aubrey, pretty much, except instead of yeah. f- targeting, like, drama YouTube, it's more Internet like, AJ Aubrey. Yeah. I mean, it's like he's targeting, like, he started off, at least, targeting more so, like, the Twitch sort of realm of things. But um, the thing is, like, I don't know, like, how it is for him, but for me, like, it seems it's such a struggle to to do the same thing over and over again like that like i don't i know a lot of youtube channels are built on that but i just can't understand how they don't get bored uh i guess the money's good <laughs> i don't know yeah i, can't. I think they do get bored i don't think they're invested as much i mean they might be that's not that's not true but yeah. I, I think they're they're viewing youtube fundamentally differently than you do yeah Right. It's not as much of like a creative fulfillment for them as it is like a means of doing money, getting money yeah. that's like better than working in an office or something. I yeah, can, I can I definitely it. find more videos like Dan Ninen, which is kind of like like my Dan Ninen and Jacob Ball videos are kind of like uh, commentary videos for boomers. <laughs> you know, it's not about like a YouTuber yeah. kid fucking up because he said the N-word or something. It's about these people who are like serious, like scam artists and they're getting yeah. in real issues with the law. And, um, you know, it, it, it's much more important. <laughs> it, it's it's like it's robust in a way that like, yeah, a lot of like Jay Aubrey's videos aren't going to be like that. Um, uh, but that's fired. But at the same time, well, not intentionally, but like, I mean whatever anyway um uh the 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 guy um excuse me like if i if i wanted to make videos like that only i could but at the same time i i would get really bored just trying to find a villain um all the time but it's also the villain of the week yeah it's also i like villains i like villain stories i i i you know there was a part of me that you know when i was making the jacob wall video i kind of I kind of lost interest for a bit because I started to realize that this guy just wants attention and maybe I'm giving him the attention. But I do find his story fascinating in retrospect. Um, and, it, you know, it's also the process of making something for five months. Eventually, you do get sick of it. Um, so I, I know I was telling you guys when I was in the middle of it, I'm like, I'm sick of this guy. I just want to fucking end it. I want to move on. But I think that also has to do with just how long That's it part of the creative process, I think, too. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I definitely think that, like, the length of the process is a factor there for you. Because, like, it was it's been, it was like a, I don't know, how many months was it? Like, four or five months? Near, nearly five, one? five months, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, e- even with, like, the Recful video, and I was, like, growing increasingly interested in Recful as I was doing it, there were times where I was just like, like, I just don't want to touch this video right now. Like, I just want to do something else. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that and that's the thing too about doing videos like us where they're more long-term projects is sometimes you get a creative spark for something totally else before you're even done the first thing and then you're like Yeah. You get this sort of co- conflict where you're like, "Oh, well, I want to do the other thing now, but I have this thing to finish." You know? That's why I'm yeah. kind of all out of love. That's why I'm kind of happy I always announce what I'm going to do like as soon as I decide. Because then I'm right. stuck to it. Otherwise, I, I might have just, like, fucked off and did a million other things. <laughs> Who knows? But, you know, I keep I, – I go on Twitter, and it, I guess it's, like, a way to motivate myself. I constantly just refer back to what I'm doing, and then people get excited and hyped for it or whatever. And it keeps 
keeps me accountable to actually, yeah, put it out and finish it. Because otherwise... Yeah, I think that's a good approach, too. I think there are some people who have the approach where they just don't say anything. Like, they'll just be completely silent until they actually upload it, right? But I don't know. I, I think there is something to what you're saying where you kind of hold... It's holding yourself accountable, but it's also getting other people to... Ex, like, I don't know, when there's that expectation, you're more invested in putting putting it out, right? Yeah, accountability is the antidote to perfectionism. Because mm. if you say, I will have this out at a certain time, then you're going to start working super fucking hard to get it out by then. And you're going to try your best to make it as good as possible. But there's just no time to afford to be a perfectionist. To like Because if you have infinite time, then you might just spend like a fucking week on three minutes. But you can't do that if you have to get it out in a week. You've definitely so, done that. I've done that myself. Yeah, I experimented with that uh, at the end of last year. I decided to do, do a video every other week. And I got to tell you, like, I was super fucking productive when I did that because... And I still think my videos came out pretty good. They're probably not, like... No, they're good. ...as my history of. But it was like... I don't know. It's just... I, I basically just didn't give myself any like room for doubt i was like well better start writing and then like i would read my scripts to you guys and then you give me your criticism and i'd be like all right back to the drawing board instantly like i have only so much time before the video has to be out right yeah you were turning those out and they were good too they were entertaining they were great i think it was a success for what you were trying to do you accomplished yeah, that like i think it's uh it was even if though i'm not i'm not doing it right now i think it was like a good experiment and if i ever find myself in a situation where i can afford to like go back into full-time YouTube, like maybe I'll try it again. So I do think the accountability thing is really good. So it is good that you're announcing shit like that. I don't have the balls to do it personally when it's a big project. Yeah. Um, I got to say, like, also just like that kind of put pumping video videos out thing, I, it's... It, I don't want to disparage anybody who does that because that's really difficult. And that, that kind of thing, I would burn out super quickly. If I was doing that, um, that's just not something for. Have me. you tried it though? When I started, yeah, like my first fucking seven videos or something were all put out within like a month. Mm. I, yeah, wow. pumped all of them out real quick, um, and then after that, it, it it just yeah, it started taking forever to make <laughs> these videos because then. No. But that actually no continue because that was also in a reaction to. <laughs> just getting things wrong and missing things and mm. and then when i started to realize that i was doing that by when i was pumping stuff out i was like no i actually want to know um everything about this i want to get into the nitty-gritty you know uh yeah. so yeah you know one of the benefits to putting out videos more often is that like you don't have to worry about that boredom thing ever because it's like every few weeks you're already on a new topic and you can you can be interested in something else and explore that interest and like i do think that it is possible to know everything in a short amount of time it just takes some like probably extremely efficient and in like well-crafted like workflow practices and stuff like that yeah it, so i think for like a lot of my earlier videos they weren't at, like crafted like stories really so now more so that's what i'm trying to do um, and it's kind of hard to get all the nuance there and like have everything connected. If I'm just reporting on things, 
I could do that like in a fucking week, like no problem. Just make a timeline, get all the facts, and I just say, and then he did this, and then he did this, and then this happened, and this mm-hmm. happened. But then that feels kind of uh, like hollow. Like uh, it, mm-hmm. there's, it's also replaceable. It's just everyone's yeah. doing that. It, it's a Wikipedia article, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I want to kind of spin a tale and really know the topic, um, so that I can explain like the the most important things, and, and I can also sound like I know what I'm talking about. Which yes, I think people can sense that. In your in writing, yeah, you know, I, you know I, I never got more of a sense that you're like an expert on the subject you talk about than when you interviewed that Tyrone doctor dude from the Gay Frogs video, mm. and you were just like you were so knowledgeable about everything you were asking him. I was like, Jesus Christ! Like, when did Oki become a scientist? And that's funny. I don't know anything about science, but I just spent so long reading all of these scientific articles and trying to find things that back up his what he, his whole uh, theory, and looking at, you know, obviously things that uh, discounted his theory, and everything that came out that said that his theory was bunk came from one company, Syngenta. So, but I really, I went through the EPA reports, I was just like constantly revisiting these things, and I really wanted to know what happened in that situation for sure. I don't want to take it from fucking wikipedia or uh, or the new york uh, new yorker article and just like accept one narrative i i wanted to know for sure for myself um yeah i mean but because you did that like you put out a video that nobody else ever did you told like the real story of this whole gay frogs thing which if you just if you had just taken you know new york times or whatever the fuck you would have gotten just like some media piece that doesn't accurately just depict anything and is probably like a Sagenta like paid fluff piece or some shit. There's so many of, of those out there, right? And that was the wait, go on. If there are tiers of um, storytelling, let's say on YouTube, I think the bottom tier would be something that like an AI could do where you're just reading the top Reddit posts or something like that of a forum. The second tier would be uh, kind of like just very much like the news thing where you're just reading the bare bones facts of a situation reporting on something. I think the tier above that is maybe like the rise and fall style videos where it's like, it is original, but you're also just talking about maybe someone or something that's kind of, um, I don't want to say low hanging fruit, but what, you know, whatever, just something that's like very easily, uh, researched and very easily presented. And then I think above that is kind of what you're doing and definitely what I try to do as well, which is it's kind of like investigative journalism, or at least it's coming up with a story that's not. um, It's weaving a story from various points of information into one cohesive structure. Yeah. Connects it all. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's that's something that I I kind of. By the way, I appreciate that. It's very kind of you, uh, Glink. But like at the same time, I do yeah. reject the title journalist, right? Because I'm not uncovering anything really that isn't already out there. I I'm compiling information that I find that is hard to find. Yes, and it's hard to interpret, and it takes a lot of time and thinking. But I'm not necessarily. Um, well, an interview is is doing that though you are uncovering information with an interview i suppose so yeah um that's what makes it journalism in my opinion i, I kind of i like to see myself more as like an entertainer or um 
Like I do, what I do is infotainment documentaries. I'm okay with that, but the yeah, the, the title journalist. I like journalists. I, I started talking to them more recently, especially with like my last two videos. Um, and these guys, they have a specific beat, and they're on it every single day. And um, that like real reporters, I, I do respect them actually. I um, I know like the word journalist is like people people really don't like that Their word. reputation has gone down over the years yeah due to the ridiculous like clickbait that's been put out absolutely yeah uh, but then like if you actually see real reporters I, I i really have um a real respect for for what they do are you gonna Would get you back that... into oh sorry <laughs> this is discord issues what are you gonna do are you gonna get back into making fiction fictional stories writing fiction oh yeah for sure yeah i think that would be like the next step after this channel like a lot of what i'm doing yeah, that's what i was curious about like your creative aspirations beyond youtube that that's like what i kind of do what like why i choose certain topics because i would usually i see it and then i kind of get an idea and i'm like wow this would make kind of a cool movie and that's actually if you look on my channel that's that's my banner is they should make a movie about that um mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, I definitely have been using this to learn about certain things and um, build up my uh, arsenal of – that. I, like, I can use what my knowledge now in when it comes to writing. And also, you know, it's funny. You read – you write a script and you read it out. It makes you a way better writer because usually when mm -hmm. you're just writing something, you're not reading it out. It's – and when you read it out, you can see when like things just don't work. Yeah, I've noticed that. It's a huge or, yeah, improvement. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and you just you just figure out the flow of it way better when you're actually speaking. It definitely has made me like a better writer. It's made me more knowledgeable. It's. I think once I get back into fiction, um, uh, yeah, I'll be way better off for doing this. Do you plan on like writing your own movie? Oh yeah, if I could, that'd be amazing. Um, I mean, you definitely could. No, I mean, like if it, I, if it, if it could, get, if I can get funding for something like that, that would be great. Right. Um, but you know, I I have written scripts and stuff. Um, I have a bunch of them. But what kind of movie would you make if you had the unlimited funding? Unlimited funding. Yeah, unlimited. Probably like a thriller, I think. Like a drama. Like something very suspenseful or what? Yeah, suspenseful would be cool. I'd like to do like a cult thing. I would do like also like 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 mystery. Um, you know. Mystery, it, cult, thriller. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like and then there would be a there would be drama in that, obviously. It would be like it would be meant – it wouldn't be for teenagers. It would be like a mature audience, um, you know. Yeah, it would be something like that. I'm down. I'd watch that. Or I'm already that intrigued. That sounds dope. Just just because of the cult aspect, I'm I'm already intrigued. Mm hmm. Yeah, cults are interesting. And also, by the way, cults for some reason the algorithm loves it when any whenever you put cult in the title of a video. I think people really. just love it though. I think the algorithm lo loves it because people love it. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. Maybe with yeah. That. There's something irresistible about finding out that there's a cult, a crazy cult you didn't know about, and. What are they up to and what are why yeah. dangerous? Yeah, people love hearing about them. There's entire um, series, obviously, about 
things like Georgetown, things like Heaven's Gate, mm-hmm. all these other cults from the 70s and 80s or whatever. For some reason, apparently in the in like I think it was in the 70s and 80s, cults were really hitting their stride. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, they kind of died off. It's, it's like the free, free love um, period, like the um, hippies, and you know, before every before that, a lot of Americans were. Excuse me, I'm burpy as hell for some reason. Uh, excuse me. Uh, it, yeah, before that, people were more traditionally uh, Christian and um, religious. And then, yeah, the whole free love hippie movement happens. And then you have a lot of new age gurus mixed with drugs. And, um, you know, it, it, people start building out communes and they want to figure out a new new way of thinking. You know, it's all the new age shit. Hmm. So it then is, you yeah. started getting a lot. Do you think that, lo- that got like played out or something? Yeah, I think so. Um, oh, 100% got played out. Yeah, yeah. People got it turned, it kind of went from this might be an interesting video, actually, just to talk about like the it, the big picture sense. But I'm pretty sure the way it went is like what Oki's saying. It kind of started out, out of the uh, counterculture movement. And then slowly as time went on, these cults, many of them, some of them just disbanded, I'm sure. But a lot of them that continued just got darker and darker as time went on. Yeah, definitely. For some reason, it always like it always starts out aspirational and noble, and then it ends up with um, one guru, and he has a harem of women and child brides, yeah. and yeah, and, and he makes what, them all drink cyanide. Who's that actor recently? You know, the guy who played the Joker. He has like his own cult now. Oh, uh, Jared yeah. Leto. Oh. Yeah, what's up with that? Like, I, I haven't. I don't know. Yeah, I heard. Like I heard he has of, an island. Yeah, there was some kind of. I don't. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd call it. He, he has an island. Where they had, they took like LSD or something, and he had some weird Sounds rules. Good so far, he had some weird rules on the island. All I know that's kind of funny is that he, while he was away on this island, <laughs> uh, COVID happened, and they didn't. He didn't find out until like months later when he came back. That sounds great. The privileges of <laughs> yeah. being ultra wealthy. You go to your private island. Oh, I forgot. I didn't know about COVID. I was on my private island with my cults. Doing acid. Yeah. Like, that's right. like that's why we should eat the rich. Because fuck them. No, 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 no. What are you talking about? <laughs> we need a private island. We get all the legacy creators together. We're just going to do a bunch of acid. Fuck COVID. Who cares? That sounds great. Let's do that. Yeah. I'm uh, down. Yeah. Well, that would yeah, be Yeah, we cool. could start we a should, YouTuber cult. We should, like, start up, like, a cult, like a theme. Uh, just like yeah, yeah. get a compound a youtuber compound instead of a gamer compound yeah oh yeah that'll go well i would be terrible yeah. in a compound like that <laughs> where it's like everybody what, has to be what would efficient. be your role in the commune compound what would be your role i'd be the vagina inspector oh okay so you'd all, be the... The, all the so you would never do anything because no women would ever show up exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh sam what would you be I would be the uh, meditation guru. Okay, you could have those like the Zen Zen room. Yeah, I'll be the Zen instructor. Who That's kind of cool. Barely anything about what he's talking about. Okay, but you're just like eventually you're just gonna keep bullshitting until I reach enlightenment. Yeah. Until you reach yeah. Uh, what is my role gonna be? You guys tell me. I don't know. What? No, we have to come up with roles. You have to come up with your own role. Ah uh, shit. Um, Quick, be I'll, funny and entertaining. Go. I'll be the, like the, um, jester, the fool. Uh, the fool. Yeah. You're too serious. I'll, remind, that. Really going on. I'll just be reminding the king of the cult of all of his flaws through comedy. And uh-huh. who is the king? I don't know yet. 
Turkey Tom. Uh, Kino, probably. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Kino. <laughs> it would Kino. be Kino. And his servant, Coffeezilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like a butler uniform? I could picture it. I'm sure Dude, that would be a great relationship. I feel like Kino would a- rule. Oh, no, go on. Kino would rule with an iron fist. Yeah. Well, he would bring the women. True. Maybe. The crazy women. Like the fucking, the ones who are trying to, you know, cancel us, basically. Yeah. I feel like uh, Coffeezilla would be the, he might join briefly and then he would end up being like the detective trying to. Oh, yeah. He'd be the defector. He'd be the defector. Yeah. yeah. 100%. He'd be trying to expose us. I spent three days in this compound. (laughs) What I saw was sickening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's this guy there, Kino. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. (laughs) I don't have anything Um, prepared. Think Jeffrey Epstein combined with Harvey Weinstein. All the Weinstein, boys. (laughs) All the Steens. All the Steens, yeah. Um, What am I I saying? (laughs) Um, Okay. What is, like, if you had just, like, a perfect version of your future life, how does that look to you? You know, assuming you get everything you want the way you want it to be or whatever. What are you doing in that future life? I would, like, I just, I want a theater. Like, I want a, like, like a place big enough where I can have, like, an actual, like, a movie theater. Like, or, like, you know, like a small private one, I suppose. (laughs) <laughs> you know that that would be that's that's my biggest aspiration if i could just have that and then i could have um like um, a film reel with a, like a projector i mean uh and i just have a bunch of of films um and then i can teach myself how to project them um that would be awesome yeah that would be that would be that's very tarantino of you yeah that's true yeah he does do that doesn't he that would be cool yeah, I, he has one i yeah I remember hearing him, hearing that he, he he has that, and I was like, "Damn, that's so cool! I I really want something like that." Um, otherwise, you know, kids. I suppose I don't know if I want kids. Uh, that just seems. Uh, I don't know. You don't I, want little Okies running around? Not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everyone's got a little bit of that, uh, you know, the human race survival genetics in them. So, man, I there's oh, you know, some amount of consideration of children. You know, those outdated genes. <laughs> man, I had my two little cousins here for like the past like few months and they are annoying as fuck, dude. I don't want I don't want to deal with that all day. I like the idea of like I hope my brother has kids so that I could just, you know, hang out with them like briefly and then piss off and Did they know yeah. about your your uh, YouTube channel, your cousins? Yeah, that's uh I think their mom told them and then uh, uh recently row. Yeah, recently the the <laughs> one who's she's 13, she comes to me and she's like your channel has 16 million subscribers or it's a uh, 16 million views. You're famous. And I'm like, oh, no, God. I'm not I'm not at all. Um that's can we the, get uh... can we meet Jacob Wall? Can we meet Jacob Wall? <laughs> oh no, she was also saying like I tried to watch your videos. They're boring. Like <laughs> Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Doesn't have the attention span. No, I'm like It's like um the classic like Gen Z uh idolizing like internet influencers sort of thing. Like wow, big audience like big numbers. So, a lot of people yeah. do that, man. It's so annoying. There's this 
I gotta also say real quick before I tell this story, but like my my co- my little cousin, she's actually cool. You know, like she recently I gave her all my Death Note mangas and uh, manga, um, and she uh, she she just loves Death Note. So I I just bought her this um, the the Death Note journal, like uh, a replica of it. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's so yeah, she was so excited about that. Um, but no, how many names did she write? I don't know if she wrote any names yet. <laughs> for a guest, a guest, uh, a great guest book at parties. You tell people like, "Oh, sign the guest book," and then Ooh. you show them afterwards that they just signed their name in the death note. That's a good idea. Or like, you go to a you go to a celebrity's concert, like you go to a musician's concert, or some sort of book signing. Half. Yeah, yeah. Psych, you're gonna die in five minutes. Anyways, that's um, as soon as you write the as soon as you write the name, you just play the death note theme and you stare at them like David Blaine. And then I eat another potato chip. <laughs> stare, stare at your pocket watch. No, so here's what I was going to say, right? So, like, people have a weird um, – yeah, they, they they get excited about it, but they, they have no perspective, like, of how meaningless the numbers are. So I have a friend yeah. – um, you know him, uh, Frog, actually. I know him, yeah. So we, we – one time we go to um, – me and Wait, Hale. you're telling me you made friends with the gay frog? <laughs> so, okay. The frog is this guy. I used to make videos about him. He's a Super Smash Bros. player. Um, and he lives really close to me. So one time we went to the metro near my house. And he knows a guy there. And we're, we were talking to him. And then Frog passingly mentioned my YouTube channel. And then that guy held on to that for like a year or two. And he didn't even say much, you know. Every once in a while, he'll be like, hey, how's it going? How's the YouTube thing going? <clears throat> Apparently, he told some other guy who got way too excited about it recently. And now I'm avoiding the Metro because this guy, when he sees oh, me, no. when he sees me, he goes, champ. And he's like oh, pointing no. at me. Oh, and I'm in I'm in line. <laughs> and I'm just I'm trying to fucking buy groceries and shit. I mean, he calls you champ, and then he came, and then he came at, uh, when I'm in line, and he points at me. He's like, "Champ, this guy's a champ," and he's telling the lady oh, behind no. this old lady. He's like, "Have you seen his videos?" And this old lady's no. like, I, "I don't watch, I don't watch YouTube videos." It's an old lady, and then he's like, "Oh, don't worry, I'll tell you about them later. See ya, champ." And he's like, <laughs> it, was, "It was horrible." That's embarrassing. I literally, like, I felt myself moving away from him. Like, I think I took a few steps away from him while he was doing that. (laughs) I was really cringing. I was like, just stop. Don't do that. So That's rough. Yeah, I don't know. Some people have... Being a celebrity is hard. I know what you mean. And it's like, I'm not a celebrity at all. You know, like, it's... (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing. Okay, I think what you're kind of getting at is this... It's like this weird position some YouTubers are in where... They're like you're well known amongst your audience, I guess, right? Like, and you have a sizable audience, but outside of that, it's not like you're an actual celebrity. No, and yeah, and so it creates this awkward, like, weird situation sometimes where, like, to them, you're the most famous, like, oh my god, I can't believe he's talking to me, I can't believe this is the real Oki, you know, like that kind of level of shit. And then on the other hand, it's like, who the fuck is that? Like, what? I don't even watch youtube yeah exactly they if i if i met like the biggest person on tiktok i would not give a fuck you know it, it that oh, is yeah. so meaningless to me um but um when it comes to like what I, yeah there are some people they watch my videos they you know if i if i uh, comment on another video on youtube within 
you know, there's because there's kind of a group of people that are kind of attached to what I do. So, you know, I'll see other people um, comment on my comment, and be like, I'm, I'm sub to you. I, hey, Oki's here, you know, and, you know, it's a nice feeling or whatever. But it's kind of detached from reality. But then, yeah, if it's in real life, that's awkward. But yeah, wait, wait, wait. So here's what I was going to say. It's kind of like almost like I'm I'm an amateur bowler. And like people who watch that, they kind of like it and, and they know of me. But it's only insulated within that one little community. Or like if I would be like a, an amateur or, or like, you know, like actually Slush might agree with this. If I was like a professional Super Smash Bros. player, mil- a melee player, yeah. like some people, like yeah, they might you know, know what. Me. Like my friend, who's like I have a friend who is a like a Smash player in Toronto, and he's not even active anymore. But uh, like to this day, sometimes when like going outside, going around downtown or something, someone will be like, "Yo, Coffee Black, I love your Captain Falcon, bro." <laughs> oh, really? Like, what, what, He'll be like, why the fuck do people know who I am? It's like he's like way more famous than like any of us. <laughs> wow. Have, have really? any of you guys had that yeah. happen? Anybody recognize Okay, so I, I, ha- I have a little story. I've had a few people recognize me here and there, but I'll tell you like this, the best one or, or slash the war. I don't know. I don't know if it's the best, but I was um, so a few years ago, uh, like 2017 ish. I, I was dating a girl at the time and... Uh, there's this coffee shop not that far from me that like sometimes we would go to and we went there uh, one day and we were just you know just hanging out talking we're sitting down this guy comes up to me out of nowhere never seen him before kind of a big tall guy and he's like hey uh, are you Glink from YouTube (laughs) I'm like uh yeah yeah like i'm not you know i'm not like making it super i'm like yeah yeah what's up he's like dude i love your videos and he's like oh yeah like you know that one you made on like i don't know he's like commenting on different stuff and i'm there with this girl and so it's kind of like i'm riding high that's awesome that especially when you're with a girl and that happens that's like that (laughs) is such a dream for me (laughs) but go on and then and then and so that was cool that was good that was a big confidence boost i'm like fuck yeah and then later on I come back to that coffee shop maybe a few more times, like separately. And every time that guy's sitting there at like 3 a.m. at like, it's like a 24 seven coffee shop. And I was, I was up at degenerate hours. So whatever. But that guy would be in there at like 3 a.m. at like 12 o'clock midnight. Like he would just be sitting there on his laptop. Like he sw- straight up fucking lived there. And every time I walked in, he's like, yo, like he'd come by and chat with me. And I know no hate for the guy at all. Like, in fact, he he was fine. But it was just this weird situation where it's like, ah, you know, I kind of want to go to that coffee shop, but do I want to like, do I want to see that guy again? Yeah. Do I want to meet with him? I would avoid. I would start to avoid. He, he could be the coolest person in the world, but it would make me awkward. And I'm like yeah. kind of like an awkward person in real life. Like, you know, like I'm pretty, um, like I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm uh, definitely like extroverted, but I, I don't. Are you? I th- yeah, definitely. I think so. Uh, but it, I don't. When I'm doing things, or if I'm out, and I don't want. I don't want people. I don't want to have to entertain people. I don't want to have to talk to people that much. You know that I don't know. If I'm with people, I know it's nice. But just like random clerk, a random clerk who knows me, cause or knows on my channel, and yeah, that I don't want that. I I just want to um. 
kind of be incognito when I'm doing things. Right. Yeah, it's like when you're you want to lay low. Private time, you want it to be your private time, like anyone else has. Yeah. There's a funny thing is like what we were saying earlier about the like, you know, how you were comparing it to being like a, a bowler or something like that. I feel like that just applies to almost every YouTuber, no matter how big they are. Like, even someone like David Dobrik is probably, like, the kind of famous where there's, like, a fuck ton of people who just have no idea who he is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And meanwhile, there's also, like, I don't know, like, th- like 20 million girls who are, would just, like, die to meet him or whatever. Yeah, that's just the nature of our sort of, like media bubbles atmosphere yeah. yeah it's the bubbles of stuff but i don't i i don't always mind that either because in a certain sense i like what we were just saying which is having that yeah. uh not that i would ever be like a fucking you know i don't know michael Sarah level of fame anyways but uh <laughs> it's just choice. well like he yeah he's like a i feel like he's famous amongst younger people more than older people but right yeah even amongst actors you have a similar thing I think too, where it's just certain demographics will know an actor and certain ones won't won't at all. I think now, especially the the whole idea of celebrity has been completely um, changed. So there's no movies that are being sold because a celebrity is in it. They're being sold because it's a Marvel movie or it's a, it's a, it's a Disney movie or it's a remake. There's nothing like, there's no actor that you can put on the marquee and people will go just because that person is is at the helm of that movie. Not even Tom Cruise. Not not even Tom Cruise anymore. Look at the Mummy. the The Mummy bombed. Tom Cruise is in it. And it's an it's an old IP that. But you know, like if he, even if he like if he did like a small in, independent movie, that that wouldn't have a wide release. That would be in limited theaters, or wouldn't even be in theaters at all. So hold up though. Wait one second. To counteract that though. Wouldn't you say, I think Suicide Squad was a movie where it did well because of, even though it wasn't a great movie, but because of all the star power it had? No. Would you say? No, no. no it did well because it's Suicide Squad. It did well because it's yeah. a comic book movie. The IP. Yeah. And even the IP really doesn't matter at the end of the day. More, it's just, it's, 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 a, it's a DC movie. DC. It's yeah. a comic book movie. And those are the things that people see now, right? So I guess now the only, like, real celebrities you, you see them in um like musicians are now so there's like Kanye West and then Jay-Z and like those are the those are the ones that are really held up and like you know people watch the Grammys because they want to see them right but people are- Do you think a musical celebrity is almost more uh valuable of a status than an acting oh, celebrity Oh definitely unless you're like fucking Yeah definitely unless you're like Brad Pitt or uh, Leonardo DiCaprio or Tom Cruise, like most actors, people don't give a fuck about them anymore. Um, it's just that this is actually like super relevant to. I saw the video I'm working on right now, but one of the videos I want to <laughs> do is on the de evolution of celebrities. Mm-hmm. It's like probably going to be the one I do after the one I'm doing now. And I, yeah, like the way society and its relationship with celebrities is has like completely shifted over the last like sixty years. People don't care anymore. You know, anybody could be a celebrity these days. No, that they they exactly, but they they do care about influencer celebrities. Mm-hmm. Those are like the new celebrities. 
My uh, I don't want to get yeah. too into like my thoughts on it. I'm gonna save it for the video. My little cousins but, uh, they just yeah. talk about TikTok stars. That's just all they talk. Yep. They don't talk about fucking. They probably want to be TikTok stars. Too. Oh, of course, yeah. Well, all all the kids. That's. I I think celebrities in the way we're describing them right now are almost like okay. Your cousins are into TikTok stars, right? And you don't give a fuck about them. No. Yeah. But you, I mean, not you specifically, but someone in your position, you know, would have other people that they look up to. Uh, that are YouTubers or influencers, whatever the fuck. So it's almost like they're these idols that are based on the algorithm, based on your preferences, whatever, are kind of just held out in front of you for each person, based on each person's tastes, and that they're in their own little bubble, whether or not other people care about them. And here's here's the also the beauty of it. There's a chance for you to reach out to that celebrity or that you're like in your bubble. And they're small scale enough that they might reply to you. Yep. Yes. You, you know, you yes. can get in. You can become part of a community with them. Where before the idea of like this gilded actor, you know, the only the place that you could see them uh, outside of the movies is like yeah on television or they're walking the red carpet and they're just like they're or that so famous bar, like a fam like a the comedy store. Yeah, they're so disconnected from any average person yeah. but now any average... and they're held held above everybody else yeah yeah exactly right. uh, but but now now it's the opposite people don't want someone to hold above them they want someone that's like them yeah exactly yeah I they want a friend really yeah it's, and all they... those celebrities uh, former ones of the hollywood golden era whatever you want to call they're all it, having mental breakdowns they're all trying to be more relatable by taking no makeup selfies and yada being candid. Crying, crying on camera, you know. Yeah. They're trying to be like the influencer. Kevin Smith selfies taken. Element, so it looks really awkward and weird. There's something that happens to them once they get in, in, in Hollywood, in that culture, that they just become fucking crazy. Because, like, you see the things that they post. Like, you guys are. Initiation talking. ritual. They, yeah, it's probably that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They have to, they have to kill a goat and then, uh, yeah, drink its blood. Exactly. Touch. Rape a baby. That's like that's the whole thing that they all have to do. Fucking yeah. devil worshippers. But anyway, they uh, they are so attention starved, and you see them all now. They're all doing these Zoom calls, and they're all trying to be influencers. So they suck at it, and. Yeah. It's just it's just funny to me just seeing them, especially like the really attention starved like forty year old like like Madonna or someone. Madonna recently, she photoshopped oh, her God. head onto a young woman's body. Dude, holy shit, that was disturbing. It was like this lady, her whole life, she was treated like she was fucking like a like a goddess, and. The idea that she's 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 aging and that she's losing relevancy, that people don't care about her as much, that must be a nightmare for her. Even though she did all this shit, you know, at the end of the day, she still needs that um, that kind, yeah, that narcissistic supply from people. Do you think she's she's self aware of the fact that she's becoming irrelevant, or do you think it's more like? Oh, she's sure. just self-deluding where it's like no i am like like she, she like do you think she believes like when she photoshops her her face onto that other actor's body or that younger person's body do you think that she thinks she's convincing people that that's her or do you think uh it's just like well i have to do this to keep up with uh appearances or whatever 
You know what I mean? Like, do you think it's more of a conscious decision or do you think it's like she believes her own? I think that I think she's sad and she just wants people to say, wow, you look so young, you know, and she she'll she's she's I think she definitely knows what she's doing. She she either photoshopped it herself or had someone photoshop it for her. But she's she's aware of the action. Yeah, right. like maybe she's like a little bit deluded, but she's also simultaneously aware of like her declining relevance, and that's probably fueling her delusion at the same time. She's like a crazy cat lady at this point, you know? Like it's like that movie Sunset Boulevard, basically. Oh yes, that's a great movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love is, that movie. Is. Yeah, yeah, exactly Film like class. that movie. It, right. That's like the old actress lady who has like the the guy. Coming she was to, a like, silent film star. She was a silent film star, and then this uh, this movie Sunset Boulevard is documenting like the time period from when it transitioned to silent films to like talkies. with sound. Yeah, talkies. Yeah, yeah. And then the celebrities completely changed. So that was another celebrity shift, actually. Yeah. At least at least in Hollywood, where like you're I saying. Talk about in my video, actually. Yeah. I have like a whole thing. I'm gonna I'll tell more to you guys. Well, you already know. But I'll tell Oki more about it after the podcast because you're a video that you're doing. After the the Jacob Ball stuff is actually sort of uh, related to what I want to talk about a little bit in the celebrity video. Oh yeah, I remember you were telling me. Yeah, yeah, you, you made what I told you about that. You made that comparison. I don't know. Yeah. Should I announce it? What I'm gonna do after this, or should I just hold on to it? I don't think it Go matters. It, yeah, even if I exclusive announce announcement. It, like, yeah, people could. Someone could steal well, the if you're idea. Announcing it here, it's uh, it's not that bad. Because <laughs> I don't know like how many. How many people are going to hear it at the end of the day? You guys are doing all right. A lot, you guys get a lot, like a thousand a to two thousand. Dude, you should listen. You should check out our Spotify stats. We're like one of the top YouTube podcasts. We get like ten million listeners per month. I know about that. I saw that. Congratulations, guys! Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, thank you, man. Are you guys, you, you guys yeah. making money doing that? Like, you get dude, uh, we're we're like a fraction of a penny for every million views. Oh, listens. Oh shit! Yeah. See. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. No, no but like that. That's the funny thing about podcasts is like I'll hear. I don't know if you can. I like here. I like watch a podcast on YouTube and they'll be like, oh, yeah, we got a, we got like 20 million listeners like per day or something <laughs> on this other platform. And it's like, oh, OK. Do you really, though? Sometimes it's hard to believe when they have like a few hundred views or a few thousand views on YouTube. Yeah, it's weird. There's definitely a thing to like separate platforms, like not intersecting. You know what I mean? Yeah, you that's could be, true. Like massive on Twitter and get nothing on YouTube. Yeah, this like is like all the yeah all guys. the commentary guys who are pissed off at fucking Deaf Noodles because <laughs> he's he's popular, dude. Those guys are so fucking jealous. Holy shit! So that's your next video, right? Deaf Noodles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Deaf Noodles. <laughs> the rise and fall <laughs> about the alt right. <laughs> but you know that's a reaction. He said that after they started going after him. So they were already pissed off at him for some reason, right? And I think that they were just – they saw his numbers and they are just like, wow, this guy's doing what we I do, mean, but he's doing it and he's popular on I, YouTube. If he's saying th- – like, it seems like he uses the term alt-right pretty liberally. Yeah, yeah. Like, against all of them, like, even against someone like Nick DiOrio, who – I think he said it about John Swan, who's like, I'm pretty sure he's a centrist. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, the, the, he – I don't think that, like, even if they did, like, attack first, it doesn't really justify, like, his response. I don't know. I have not paid attention to the situation with any sort of... Okay, like, fuck Deaf Noodles. What is your announcement, Oki? Oh, yeah, I totally forgot. Um, yes, um, after I'm done the Jacob Wall video, 
I'm going to I'm going to start I'm going to make a video about uh the history um of uh carnival freak shows, uh, circus freak shows and so it's going to it's going to start with like the PT Barnum stuff and then it's going to go into I I'm really interested in this one character Beetlejuice from the Howard Stern show. Oh, um, yes. who's this uh mentally ill I saw you bought that bust of him. Oh, I watch I Twitter. watch Beetlejuice clips like all the time these days. I love Beetlejuice, but it is kind of sad like cuz he 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 got he was pretty much recruited by this guy, his manager to do dwarf tossing where people pay $10 to just toss him across the room. And in order for like Beetlejuice to be entertaining on the Stern show, they would get him drunk. Um you know, there's there's stories about them giving Beetlejuice cocaine, and this is this is a guy who can't even he can't spell red. You know, he he doesn't have any agency in in the situation because he's incapable of having any agency. He's he's too uh, mentally ill for that. Um, and you know, they, like they they put him in porn. Um, so it's sad. Like he's he's entertaining, but at the same time, they're just he's a puppet. Yeah, they they you they used him right. And it does it it does feel whenever I I watch it, it does feel like just pretty much what P T Barnum was doing you know it's this modern day though yeah and he and he and he um, has the same affliction that the pinheads had and uh, the pinheads who were part of um, P T Barnum's whole um, uh, like the acts in in his circuses and the pinheads who were also in the movie nineteen thirties movie Freaks um, Beetlejuice has that exact same um, affliction which is micro Ooh, I forgot the name of it, but does uh, people who are listening can look it up? Yeah. Um, so he, um, you okay? So do you think that this kind of um, weird freak show culture thing, I guess, is it better? I mean, I but couldn't you argue that it's better now because the people who are like, see, this is awkward to talk about because I don't know if I want to bring up specific names, but. You know, okay, we know of people, all right, who might fit into that P.T. Barnum kind of circus, right? Um, oh, I know what you're saying. We'll yeah, okay. C-X. Oh, no, I thought you were talking about, like, Ricky Berwick. Yeah, I kind of am. That is what I'm referring <laughs> yeah. to. Do you think that they, they're they're getting to enjoy, though, the um, fruits of their success more? Than somebody back in the day, right? I think that Ricky Berwick is clearly like an intelligent guy. He's like he's not. He he has agency in a way that someone like Beetlejuice just doesn't. So if someone is an entertainer and they and they have enough agency and enough intellect to know exactly what they're doing, I have no problem with that. Right. And and also at the same time, like you know, Beetlejuice, he his manager met him in a bar. It's maybe Beetlejuice might be dead. He might just. He, or his life would have been way, way worse uh, sure. than before. Uh, That's part of the, the conflict of morality in a way. It's like, well, that, is it? That is that is the conflict, right? So there's the, yeah. there's the dichotomy here where like Beetlejuice's life is, is way better than it would, be, would have been if he never got involved with the Stern Show. But at the same time, he was used by opportunists. Um, right. And he and he didn't have the ability to consent to it, any of it because this is a guy like I said he can't spell red, he can't count, he can't repeat a simple phrase that someone tells him to repeat. You know, you, you can tell him fifty times to repeat the exact uh, something and he can't do it. You know, this is a guy who's severely mentally ill. Um, 
So it, it, it he would be a great commentary YouTuber. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he's saying Beetlejuice. Oh, right? oh no, Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah, exactly. He's right. Uh, he's right he in the right same in. Uh, intelligence quotient. <laughs> so it's like the focus of the video that you want to do more on, like the exploitative nature of this stuff. Yeah, I kind of want to explore the history of it and the stories of different acts and like what happened with their lives throughout history. Um, and then I want to, so I want to start it with, yeah, the, the old school PT Barnum, uh, uh, you know, um, 19th century, uh, to 21st century. Dude, you know what you should do? You should interview like a modern day circus handler with like the mustache and the top hat. That'd be funny. Just you guys talking that and, would, and you're like, that would be what parallels do you see on the modern day, <laughs> uh, internet? See, that would be amazing, but I think that that's, like, it's illegal in most places to actually do that now. Really? Yeah, it's illegal in a lot of states from... Oh, from yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. But, like, there's different... Would you consider... Yeah, like, would you consider Cirque du Soleil, where maybe no, it's not... No, 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 That's just no? 100% merit-based. Yeah, those people 100%. are extremely talented. They are, but but I'll say this. If you met a Cirque du Soleil performer, you would expect them to be kind of weird, wouldn't you? Yeah, but you gotta understand. It's like an artistic thing. Though. Yeah, you gotta understand that. What I, I I gotta I gotta press it again. If someone has the agency, consent, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. intellect to know what they're doing, it's fine to me. But if like if your whole thing is just yeah, to, you're talking about the puppets. Yeah, I get it. That makes sense. Yeah, that's that's kind of where it becomes somewhat immoral, in, in my opinion. Um, you and, and Sam should collab. That would be cool. Let's do it. I've never done a collab yeah, on my channel. You can maybe collab with me on the, or we can be like collab with each other. I can collab with you on this one. And you can collab with me on the de-evolution of celebrity. Let's do it. Just oh, give me something sick. to read though. <laughs> I'm lazy as fuck. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing. I'm doing another video right now. Me and Glink are collabing. So when we do finish that, uh, right. I'll, I'll uh, we'll get started on that and figure it out. I'll, I'll give you stuff to read. Nice. I've only done like one collab with uh, Kino where I read the narration or um, a voiceover. You did get into that, actually. I did that. Yeah, when, that you add, when you said, uh, Kino, it sounds like you're in love with uh, Doug Walker. It was convincing. I, I believed that, that you were I thought that it. was good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. He cut out my laugh. I was pissed because I, la I laughed. Kino, <laughs> he's always cutting out the best parts. Yeah. What the fuck? I disagree on, on your thing. He, the best part of it was when you say, which was nothing special. Yeah. Like that part is the part that makes me laugh the most. Maybe, the part maybe. that you wanted, the Kino cut out, was just a Futurama quote. So it's like, yeah. it's probably better that you didn't have that in or whatever because it's like less original. I liked that, uh, the Glink uh, clip. That was funny as fuck. That was like... Yeah. I'm glad we're all enjoying each other's cameos from Kino's videos. <laughs> How does he do that? He gets everybody to cameo in his videos. Like, it's not that hard. Just it's not hard. People. You know, when you were saying earlier, Oki, about how like, oh, well, now you have the ability to contact those people uh, that, are, that like are celebrities or whatever in your little sphere. Mm -hmm. I found that in contacting people... Most of the time, if you're just being honest and upfront and to the point, they will respond. Yeah, I, I, 
I definitely agree, but Kino seems to have like a supernatural ability to just network with everybody. <laughs> he, he's really good it's at a, that. A shamelessness. He, he's just yeah. willing to get rejected. That's what it is. Yeah, mm. he's really good at that. Um, I'm constantly impressed by the people that he. He's like, yeah, I'm talking to this person now. I'm on the Monkey Jones podcast randomly. <laughs> I'm doing this and that. And like, dude, how how the you fuck? You just gotta reach out. It's it's all it is. Like. I I did that one video where I had like Emp and Coffeezilla and Wang like do voiceovers for me. Now like I had already spoken to Wang a bunch, but I had never spoken to Steven or Emp before and I just asked them well I think I maybe like one time messaged Emp on Twitter. And I and I asked him expecting rejection and both of them were just like, Sure, yeah, I'll record something for you. Oh, that's cool. So it's that simple, you know? That is cool. Yeah, now that I think about it, you I probably try it. Yeah, well, I see. I don't. I don't. I don't even. Well, if it ever is relevant to you. I mean, you've already had some big gets before, right? With John McAfee, you had the. You obviously had the gay frog sign. Okay. Well, yes. Yeah, so here's name. the difference, right? Um, for those people, like when I'm making a video about a specific person, I want to interview them. Definitely, I I really want to. But at the same time, like, if just to like talk to people or. It, it's cool. I love it when I get to talk to someone that like I know they're um their their videos um although now i'm way less excited about it than i was at one point because uh, it's just like i'm i'm so used to it now um but i just I, it's probably a good thing if you're not like nervous about it yeah i'm just now nowadays i'm just kind of like whatever um but you know i, I don't really collab I don't want. I don't really want collabs in my videos, to be honest. Uh, and the thing with Slush, I'll do that for sure. And like, if you want to be in my video, that would be fucking awesome. I would love that. Um, it can get you so- to read something, um, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't. I, 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 I'm not really like the collaboration type. Um, You're a lone wolf kind of guy. Oh yeah. If I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, Which is not a bad thing because it kind of means you're going to be more. Um, independent capable of being independent too yeah like you know i i guess um yeah no one's really called me a lone wolf before um i suppose that kind of <laughs> might might fit i do like to piss people off <laughs> so i, I do you lo- lone wolf with a little bit of trolling uh, well yeah we do a little trolling we do a little trolling. We do a little trolling i like to call it doing a little trolling uh, <laughs> yeah yeah, but you're not like the super. You're like the opposite of a Kino in many ways, where you're not oh, yeah, just super hitting everyone up constantly, you know, facing rejection possibly. I'm impressed by what he does. Doesn't mean that I want to do what he does. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Right. Yeah, definitely. But I am very impressed by it. <laughs> like it's, uh, it's definitely a skill that it seems he's a natural at doing that. He's very sociable. He's like the opposite of barely sociable. Yeah, he right. really is. Barely sociable is an interesting guy. Yeah, he's. Uh... He does seem interesting. I've not. Ne- I've yet to speak with him. I've talked with him in DMs, but just based on his videos, like his narration, he seems like such a enigma. Yeah, yeah. He's. Uh... I did a podcast. That's a new thing, by the way. Him, but. Oh really? Yeah, I ended up uh, delisting it just because I was. I don't know. I came off. I re-listened to it and I didn't like the way I came off in it. Uh, uh-huh. So uh, yeah, I unlisted it. But there's this new emerging genre. I guess it's not that new, but it's sort of like the true crime. 
not even true crime. It's I, I'm not talking about the actual genre of the videos, although it tends to be kind of internet mysteries and sure, like that kind of thing, true crime or whatever. But what I'm talking about is this genre of presentation, I guess, where it's it's somebody who has this very smooth voice giving a high quality, like the production value is high quality. I'm thinking about Disrupt like TV, Night Docs, yeah, Night Docs, Night Docs uh... Barely sociable. Nexbo. There's a there's a lot of Nexpo. Is that Atar guy like that too? I no, no, no. You should watch Atar videos. That guy's like he's doing his own thing. Atar yeah. is interesting though. Atar is a great writer. Um, you know. But you know what I mean by like these kinds. It's almost like capturing the spirit of Corpse Husband, but for not twelve year old girls. Well, you know, Cor- Corpse Husband before even all of this shit, he was just he was just a YouTuber. It was in a group yeah. group DM that I was in at one point. Oh shit! Yeah, and like a lot of the people who did were... you guys play Among Us with AOC? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. He uh, yeah no he he follows like uh, barely sociable and him or they follow each other like a lot of people in that group they I never talked to Cor- Corpse Corpse myself but he was he was just in that and like when I joined that group chat I followed everybody and he was just one of the people in that group chat and he would just like post. So these- was it like this internet mystery group chat? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it was, it was called uh, what it was, IBI. Uh, it was an, it was Nexpo's. Um, okay. I ended up leaving it though, because I just, I never talked in it and I would just see uh, alerts or whatever on Twitter and just be like, I, I don't even talk in this thing. So eventually I left it after yeah. I saw night docs left it. Um, but, and then right after that, I left it as well. Um, but that's yeah. That's how I know Night Docs. That's why I invited him to the server. Um, Super cool guy. He's he's yeah. so nice. He's so nice, and he's so helpful. He's awesome. He's a great guy. I love how passionate he is about making quality content. Yeah, like it is actually like legitimately inspires me. He's right. very yeah. He he's and he's smart too. He's so resourceful. Uh, he mm-hmm. he just he figures things out, and he's only been doing this for like two years. You know. He um, you watch some of his older yeah. videos, and just every single video, he now he's pretty much just like he's close to pretty much per, a professional level of editing, and it is professional in my opinion. I I can't tell the difference. Yeah. One thing I'll say that I like about just being in group chats or networking to whatever extent you call it, like I don't even mean networking in the sense of like, hey, we're all friends. This, this is my boy, you know. I mean like kind of what we're talking about with night docs is just getting a different, you get to see someone's approach and it's often very different than yours and there's a lot to learn from. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's great for that aspect. Yeah. That's what I like about it too, for sure. Um, you know, we're always bouncing ideas. Um, and for people who don't, who, who are listening, who don't know, like Glink slash and I, we like, I think it was me, you, uh, us guys, and then technicals, and we started that. Technicals, yeah. And we started that. And Tom. Uh, well, Tom. Tom came oh, yeah. later. Tom. Tom came like a yeah. week or so later. Oh, you're right. He he did come a little bit after. You and him clashed a lot at first. Yeah, because I thought he was like a little neo. I thought he was a neo-Nazi. Like I thought he was like really extreme. Uh, so I was like, fuck this guy, at first. But now I like him. Uh, but you know, like our our group chat. I like our crew. Like I like. You know, we bounce each other uh, ideas off each other. We help each other. Um, yeah. You know, we look at yeah, each you, other's work. You can meet us at VidCon. We'll sign. We'll be signing autographs front at the front uh, door. We'll just have a little booth set up. 
Because, you know, the thing is, the common thread between all of us is that, like, we care about making quality content. And, like, I don't want to say that, like, other people don't care about making quality content because I'm sure everyone, like, wants their videos to be good. But, like, we're all coming from sort of that place of perfectionism where we're, like, we're trying to outdo ourselves and, like, be a tier above, like, what we're used to seeing and stuff like that. Even if we're not pulling it up, like, that's, like, our goal. And I feel like that common thread is why we get along so well with everyone. Yeah. And why there's such good feedback. Yes, I agree. We're the best. We we probably are the best best YouTubers. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah. 100%. Uh, You guys do. Do you guys remember why we called it at first Legacy First, it was Legacy Boys, but then it changed to Legacy Creators. Yeah, because it's like... Because we wanted to be more inclusive. No, because we're making videos that are, uh, like, that would leave a legacy. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I mentioned Legacy Content, which I actually fucked up. It's called Evergreen Content. Content that it doesn't matter when you post it, it's still going to be relevant later on. Yes, yes. And then Glink jumped on, he's like, I'm going to name the thing this... But before that, it was just called creators or something. No, you're right. There is. I mean, that's something I've talked about whenever I I, like um, even years ago, I used to make videos and I had this mentality, which is exactly what you're just saying of, yeah, you know, you can make a video. It could get a million views in a week if you make it trendy enough and, and all that. But I love when you have a catalog of videos and it's just you don't have to. It's almost like you don't have to worry so much about whether it's going to do well today or tomorrow, but it's like over time, people just keep coming back. They keep appreciating it because it has staying power. That's the best. That is um, a lot. I, I, I often get comments on my videos. Like I watched this three times or like I, I'm revisiting this after a year. Um, yep. So Same. that's like, that's, that's something that I, I always love it when people say stuff like that. Cause that's like, that was my intention. I want to make something that, sticks with people and they care about and it's not just this ephemeral thing that uh tommy c called this girl retarded <laughs> and she's gay and she cried like i, I, I don't want i don't want to do anything like that what i want to make like something that it it's like a real documentary i put it on youtube and people see the effort and time and, and, and that I put into it and they act genuinely enjoy it. Not just because of that period of time, because it's a good fucking video, you know? Yeah. Because I come from I come from a time where I would have to torrent videos that I watch. I would watch Pure Ownage. The, like, it's one of the first uh, internet uh, uh, shows. It was like this guy, it was pretty much before Athene. It was this guy who just acted like a pro gamer. And he was in Toronto. And this guy, he, you know, there's only like 28 episodes of that. But I would torrent them all because that was the only way to like even watch videos Is back the, then the boom headshot guy yeah well you, that boom headshot uh, uh, fps dog is from uh pure Onage. but yeah so i would just right. like watch all of that and i would watch it over and over and over again and they would have every time they put out a video they would book a theater and people would attend wow. to watch it in wow. a theater and that's the dream <laughs> so that that's like that's the perspective that like i'm coming from with videos and you know it's like something you know movies and videos it's something that like when i was a kid i really i really love the medium i really love youtube and i really want to contribute to it and like and 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 put out things that like that are that are great or you know quality 
You're doing it, Oki. You're doing it. That was that was very <laughs> aspirational of me. Wow, damn! I sounded like a motivational speaker or something there. But I think I just uh, as soon as I, this podcast is over, I'm going to write like 20 videos. Feel motivated. Yeah. Ah. Um. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna play melee. Actually, you can just go jerk off and play melee. Oh, I thought I thought you were gonna meditate. Uh, I actually I didn't meditate today, and Uh-oh. I barely did any yesterday. I just like I'm not feeling super well this weekend, and I decided that if I'm not feeling it, I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't. You shouldn't be forcing yeah. yourself to meditate. You should be doing it because you want to. What do you think about forcing each of our future guests to do a meditation session with us at the beginning of each podcast? Oh, I'll, I'll do a guided meditation and we'll all do it together. Yeah. Even our viewers. Even our viewers. You should do it at the <laughs> end. I feel like that's terrible for fucking audio. <laughs> like it's just audience retention. You can be quiet and like I want. I want our guests to be completely disassociated from their bodies by mm. the beginning. Like by the time by the five minute mark. Us. Yeah. Right. I want them to be like, who the fuck am I? Why am I answering these questions? What is life? You know how YouTube has the the bot that detects whether you say a bad word within the first five minutes? We're yeah. our goal is to just remove consciousness within the first five minutes. <laughs> or only exactly. consciousness. This is like that is the most glink line of I've ever heard. <laughs> like, that is so- It's also hey, it's also a Sam line, dude. I'm getting he's the one who's he's it's more so of a, much of a me line. I, I'm infecting Glink with. He's in deep. I, I don't think you realize, Oki. Sam is in deep. He was telling with, me just uh, the other day to meditate. I was like, "Wait, does well, that, that wasn't for? Uh, it wasn't for this reason. It was just because you were saying you were having a hard time falling asleep. I was like, try meditating. I was like, does that meditating does that work? <laughs> he was like, yeah, it, it does work if if you succeed at meditating. Like it does help if because I mean, like think about it. The idea of meditation is to sort of get into that state of no thought where. Thoughts are passing you by, and most people who are struggling to sleep, it's because they're too actively thinking. So if you can calm yourself and sort of let the sensation of thinking come and go, it's easier to fall asleep. This is now an enlightenment have you, podcast. Have you ever had those? Um, what are those called? Those dreams where, like, you you feel like you're you're aware of it, when you're in them. Lucid dream. Lucid, lucid dream. dream. No, no, not lucid, but like, so you're waking up, but you can't move. You, like he's, oh, sleep oh. paralysis. Yeah, so I meditated the last time I meditated. Um, that happened while I was. I fell asleep and then I had sleep paralysis. And it was <laughs> oh, so, so fucked up. And that completely turned me off of um, meditating because I felt like Jesus. I was like stuck and I was just like really desperately trying to move. Um, and then I woke up. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Well, see, the solution there for you is you just meditate with your eyes open. So that you don't fall asleep. Yeah. That, I mean, that is just concentrate on my breathing, I suppose. Yeah. It's pretty trippy. Because uh, it's like your your whole vision gets fucked up as you uh, defocus your eyes and focus. Okay, on- you seem like you have a good attention, like a pretty decent attention span. No. Is that accurate? No. Really? No, I have ADHD. Okie has ADHD. How do you stay focused with going so deep into research and stuff? Like, are you just really inter- genuinely interested that keeps you focused or... Do you not stay focused? Like when you're researching the gay frogs thing, for example, and going into all those scientific papers and shit, how do you, how do you stay focused? Well, okay. So (laughs) I wish we weren't recording a podcast right now because I get divulged my information like a lot. um, Okay. We can cut this part. Uh, 
So if you microdose atrazine, are you going to get gay? Funnily enough, do you remember, uh, slash when we were doing those straight interviews, the, the kid, the trans kid? Who asked? I do. Yeah. yeah uh, you didn't put them in the video. I noticed. <laughs> yeah, I was. Wait, what did they say? Uh, they said like, um, oh, atrazine. Oh, I want that then. <laughs> it sounds dumb, Liddy. I want to grow out some tits. Yeah. Um, and I've seen a lot of <laughs> oh, comments dude, you like have included that. that. A lot of comments on my on my on the video, especially people with anime anime uh, PFPs, were just like. So, yeah. Contaminate my water supply, please. I want that, please. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Femboys are a growing demographic. Yeah, femboys are boys. You're thinking of these, this is more like in the trans realm of things. Well, I think there's a crossover, don't you think? Well, femboys would say otherwise. They would say. All right. Well, next, trans, next time on boys. Gush, we get a real femboy on. Well, well, you know, Dimitri is in that legacy creator group that we started. We should so. talk to Dimitri. That'd be yeah. sick. <laughs> well, Demetri, would you like to talk us to us about femboys versus trans people? That's that'll be a great episode. I'm actually done. <laughs> I, I'm sure that Dimitri will be super down. We'll even get Oki in just so he can like argue pro for or against. I'll do either one. I like to argue. <laughs> okay. We took a femboy and a trans woman and we dumped them in a pool full of atrazine, and the results were. <laughs> the results may shock you. Yeah, which you won't believe which one grew tits. We should do that. Except they get extreme skin irritation. <laughs> like, All right. all, That's our next they both video. died of cancer. Yeah. Skin cancer. Well, that was the thing with like glyphosate, right? It's very similar. Weed killer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Class action lawsuit on that bitch. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I look forward. we're looking forward to uh, Jacob Wall Part 2. We'll see that in about seven months. Yep. And it's going to blow everyone away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Link us to go to his grandma's so you guys don't get to hear any more about our sweet, sweet conversations. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for putting my grandma on the spot. Thank you. Appreciate thanks. that. Uh, I, well, she told me she wanted me to. And mm. she told me that you wouldn't do it. So cool. Bad. I'll ask her about that. Cool. We'll talk yeah. about I'll do a podcast. We'll have her on next time. Yeah, it was fun. I, I almost went a little further with the joke, but I didn't. Well, That's where that meditation kicked in. That's that zen. You yeah. know, the sensation to make the joke just came and passed. Right. Just like all of life. Anyways, thanks for listening to our riveting podcast. Uh, okay, it's been absolutely a pleasure. It's been fun, yeah. Yeah, thanks for yeah. having me hopefully, on. Uh, we wanna, thanks for being we on. We definitely want to have you on again in the future. Yeah. I, I would like, like, you guys, like, the the our the core legacy boys to be, like, recurring guests. On, we should, on the we should eventually like do one big group chat with like all of the. That'd be dope. Yeah. I, you know we've done those before, and it usually just ends with like everyone trying really hard to like get a word in. Oh yeah, well between between Kino and um, me, Vince, Vince, <laughs> Vin, uh, Vince Oki, like between us four or five of us, Coffee, Stephen. Oh, well, I mean he doesn't talk too much, but like he he. You know, I know he's always like in the. No, he's he fine. The he's voice fine. chats. Coffeezilla seems to usually join. But on. I feel he, bad actually, because even Kino is not like Kino. Just always has to chime in with some ridiculous meme. Yeah. yeah. What usually happens <laughs> is that like Oki and Vince will like start debating something, and then like once that begins, it's like they're both uh, like, you know, locked in. Super. Yeah, they're both like they're they're trying to get words in. 
like at every moment of silence that could possibly exist and then right like, and then you throw tom into the mix and now you've just yeah. got a fucking then, then, he, then it's a three-hour discussion background with with tom in the mix it's like a three-hour discussion about the latest drama of commentary youtube or some fucking bullshit yeah usually i noticed that that happens whatever tom knows but like then vince, every fucking thing about like what's happening but unfortunately, Vince is like in also invested, so he'll keep well, asking Vince's questions. Interests are like uh, everywhere. Like he like yes. knows shit about everything. Yeah, no, that yeah. guy is really like smart, many. and like he's really yeah, good he's researcher. Like extremely knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so now we're just letting everyone know about our inner little circle here. But uh, <laughs> you guys should go check out Vince's channel. It's pretty great. Vince Vintage. Yeah, Vince Vintage. Hunter Biden. Yep, he didn't totally didn't pay us to say this either. This is not a paid sponsorship. No, you didn't get your cut yet. I uh, hopefully I, will. I spent my this is not a paid sponsorship on uh, some food just now. So I spent it on atrazine. <laughs> nice. Glink wants to be a femboy. Holy shit. Glink will become what's the feminine version of Glink? Glinkette. Glinkette. Glink Glinky. Wow. All right. Let's end this fucking thing. <laughs> this is fucking disgusting. Glinky. Bye guys. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> All right. Hold on.